Some of the best advice I got was from an unassuming guru, and he was so gracious. He told me that he, in order to be successful and to help people, I needed to learn how to be trilingual. He said, yeah, you got to learn how to speak three languages. And when he stuck up those fingers, he counted them down. He said, you have to learn how to speak simply, straightforward, and sometimes stupid for folks to get it. Got it? Good. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip as we talk about how to put it on repeat. I'll see you then. I can actually say that the advice I got from that gentleman that time proved to be the breakthrough I needed. I had up to then learned how to do proper, if you will, curriculum development and all of the stodgy things that people teach you, I guess, to justify why they're charging you this money for these college credits. And Just that simple understanding helped me to not only help other people, but to help myself. So let's talk about this repetition. One of the things that I am always amazed with is that the key to learning anything, the key to changing anything, the key to uh, developing habits and all of this stuff that we already know help us in in life have to do with putting things on repeat. And they also need to be as simple as possible. One of the things that um, I, I also learned, and this, like I said, this is not just about people that I'm interacting with. This is also about interacting with myself, is that a confused mind cannot move forward. And so if you're going to have anything that's going to work in your life, uh, you have to understand that you cannot have confusion. And for God's sake, don't let it be boring, because that is a total uh, wipeout. So I'm going to be talking about how to put stuff on repeat today, and I'm going to be taking it from a wisdom smack that I have uh, recently been um, working with, with myself to combat some stuff where I had gotten a little stagnant, you know, and I'm not going to say I had taken things for granted, but it's kind of like a refresher, if you will. And so this is some cool stuff that I learned. So let's let's go from here. So I told you about the trilingualness of uh, speaking simply are simple, straightforward, and even sometimes stupid (laughs) um, to to understand stuff. But let's take that a a little further. And um, I was uh, looking at, uh, I think it was something on Vox. Uh, I didn't clip it, so I'm not going to drop a link on it. But it asked the question, and the question was this, uh, why are pop songs so repetitive? And it caught my attention. And because this is a recurring theme that I've been seeing for years, somebody does an article on the repetitiveness of popular music and quote unquote, the dumbing down of it and all this. And so um, I read it and uh, it talked about how in pop songs, uh, the more repetition a song has, meaning the more simple it is, the more it has a chance of succeeding. So much so that not only do popular songs now have a 
chorus. They also have a hook. And depending on what type of pop music, usually something that's going to have a nice groove to it or whatever, it'll even have a vamp, which takes the chorus and the hook and presents it in a different way, but you're saying the same thing. And I went through that and I was like, hmm. And and the reason why I was saying hum is because it was very true. They were showing it analytically that over time, songs have become even more repetitive. And when you look at it, the reason why a song is a pop song or what, you know, pop actually is, is rhythm and blues, is it is a song that is based or made for people to sing along with it. And they want it to become an earworm. You know, something that gets in your ear and you just can't stop thinking about it, humming it, singing it or whatever. And it is because of this repetition and simplicity. Now, I'm going to say it one more time. The key to learning anything, to changing anything, to developing habits is that you have to make them as simple as possible and you have to make have to put some type of repetition in. And so pop songs. So there you go, even with that. Um, And the more they repeat, it makes the song easier for people to grasp. And it's not because people are stupid in the sense that you might say, well, you know, they just make them so stupid. It's not that. Um, It is because we are trained to look for, appreciate, and even obey patterns. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so I want to kind of talk about this uh, magical, it's kind of like having a magical spell or magical power for yourself and for others and uh, that you can change and affect stuff so quickly. And and that has to do, do with how to set up or create a repetition that hopefully is benevolent and and for good, okay? And so I want to talk a little bit about routines, habits, and rituals first. All right. So routines, think about, you know, routines as those things we do to get into a rhythm. Uh, With the changing of the seasons right now, uh, you have people that have little kids or even big kids that are going back to school. And what is the one thing that parents want to try to get their kids on? You guessed it, a routine. And that routine has a pattern. It has a rhythm. And when people stay on a routine, they tend to get stuff done. If you get up at the same time, if you eat at the same time, if you do X, Y, and Z at the same time, you help yourself to become more uh, probable in being able to accomplish what it is you're trying to accomplish. All right. Now, the thing with routines is routines can change and they do need to change for uh, whatever is at hand. And therefore, routines are not necessarily the big dogs of repetition. Oh, no, no, no. We're not even there yet, but we're going to talk about the next level up. And that is habit. Yes. All right. So we've talked about habit many different times. I've talked about uh, small micro habits. I've talked about um uh, what helps us to build a habit or update or override a habit. And so I think you 
got it pretty much on what a habit is um, and all of that. Okay, so I'm not going to use time going back through a habit, you know. Go back, check out some of the other podcasts or, you know, just use what you know. So, but I'm going to talk about the big one when we're talking about these repetitions and stuff. So we've got routines and those give you patterns and rhythms. We've got habits. Those get into your subconscious and they are things that you do without having to necessarily think about it because they involve a trigger that immediately sets you off almost like Pavlov's dog with that bell ringing, you know, and they're looking for their treat, their mouth is watering. So the big dog of these is to have rituals. Now you're like, Michelle, rituals? I'm not trying to go to church on this. And you don't have to. But I will say this, is that when you couple the power of a routine, which can be periodic, with a habit, and you put a strategic powerful, reverential meaning to it, oh my gosh, that is where the magic happens. You know, so for instance, I'll give you one of the routines that turned into habits that became rituals in the household that I grew up in. And I hated it. (laughs) Saturday morning ritual was getting up, changing the linen on the bed, washing clothes, getting all your chores done before noon so that you could have the rest of the day to play. That's the bill they sold us. Now, why was it a ritual? It was a ritual because of that reward and because of the attachment of, you guessed it, cleanliness is next to godliness get in order and, you know, get this stuff done. And I remember, and this is another thing too, when we got older, oh, this ritual was something else. Uh, We would have to iron our clothes for the week. I I know I told a story one time when my grandmother was trying to teach me how to make my starch to starch my shirts and my jeans and stuff. Um, And so I just thought about that again when I was talking about that story. But having that ritual meant that it was not just a habit, it was not just a routine, but it was something that you did with special care. That was the thing. You could not throw at what we at you, what you were doing. You could not just throw everything in the washer and just hope for the best. No, you had to sort the clothes and on all these types of things. And when you you know made up your bed. Trust me, <laughs> there was a way. You know, we learned hospital corners. Uh, we, you know, spraying down the, you know, mattresses, flipping them from time to time, putting, you know, when I say spraying them down, I'm talking about Lysol and that kind of stuff. And like my parents, my, my mom, my grandparents, they did not play. They were like, if you're going to do this, you're going to learn how to do it right. And they said, you know, they taught us about taking pride in how you do your chores and how you take care of your things. They talked about how taking care of your stuff, you know, it will last longer. And I even remember when I was a little kid, how my grandmother would say, you can enchant your life where your things will last longer because of this ritual of putting care into the habits and routines that you had around this cleaning. And she did the same thing with us with cooking and all of that. And so that in and of itself, I've just given you guys a major magical alchemy. And that is, 
if you want to if you want to really do something put it on repeat but not only put it on repeat if you have to start it off as a routine then turn it into a habit and then turn make it a ritual where it's a habit upgraded to something that has a spiritual or um almost otherworldly um connotation to it that you do this in service to in respect for that kind of thing. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about the ritual of the repetition. Okay. So now that I have given you that and told you that this is one of the most powerful spells, you know, I want you now, now that we can go further and we know that to repeat something with that great care is the magic. It's time to turn this up a little higher. Okay. And that is, I want now to talk about this wisdom smack, you know, so I had that growing up, understanding our routines, understanding the rhythms, and even seeing it now with people trying to get their kids back into the flow for going back to school and all of that. And I started to see something. And when I said I started to see something, I I started to see it even in myself. And it's something that, you know, we take for granted. But I want to just say this, and I don't know if your mind is going to go and blow like mine did, but I'm just going to say this. Now that I am starting to reacquaint myself with the power of repetition and with the power of turning my repetitions, some of them, into rituals, I am starting to see that repetition is right up there with compounding interest. It's kind of like it's this hidden gem within the laws of our existence that brings forth this beautiful bounty and is so simple and elegant that we miss it, that just being repetitious about something and hopefully with intention you can unlock unlock your world to so many different things. Think about it. I'm a writer. And right now I am fighting with myself to develop a new ritual. Yeah, I'm trying to go straight to ritual on my writing for um a new season, meaning I'm 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 starting uh, some new books and stuff. And think about it. Even if you only, and I say only, even if you only can manage to do a reverential time of a couple of thousand words a day, think of that as in a given month, that's 60,000 words. And for some people, that's a full novel. For me, I'm almost there at a novel because mine are like 75 to 90,000 words. But do you see how powerful that is right up there? with that compounding interest. Same thing when you're trying to get in shape and you treat things as these repetitions and hopefully you turn them into rituals. It just unlocks so much stuff. And this is what the wisdom smack I have about that is, is that repetition directly communicates with the forces of will that give you the power to affect and change just about anything. Yeah, repetition does this. And get this, the more you make it where it is simple to act on it, it is straightforward, meaning that you're not confused. You don't have too many steps that you've got to do 
you know, you make it straightforward and it's concise. Oh my gosh. That right there is kind of like an arrow that hits the mark every single time. So you see what I'm saying? Like if I know that my new ritual is when I um, have my ritual time, I get out my first 2000 words in respect for the writing respect for the inspiration. It's kind of like my my priming of the creative pump in reverence, not where I'm just trying to tear through something just to say I got it done. Yes, trying to move as fast as possible, but doing it with full knowledge that I am doing it uh, with that care that my grandmother and my mother instilled in me when we were taught how to do our chores. You know, I, I, I even think about how my mom used to have these little switch brooms and, um, you know, their little handheld little switch brooms. And she would be like, you are not done sweeping the floor until you have um, swept the corners of the base baseboards and all around the edges. And if, you know, uh, a lot of times taking the switch broom up the wall to make sure you get uh, the, the dust and, and, and things that are on the wall as well when you sweep. I mean, just those little finishing touches. Um, to me, that's what really turns something from a habit into a ritual, the care and, and, um, the, I almost said feeding, but the care of what you put into that. And it just gives you back something that is so powerful. I'm going to be talking to you guys. And I told you, I was talking to, uh, I've been waiting to do this other one, but I'm going to be talking to, talking to you about the power of repetition in writing things down and what happens when you do that in a certain way that I'm going to be um, teaching in an upcoming podcast very soon. Be on the lookout for that. Um, but I wanted to make sure I got this podcast out first to have the proper foundations that you, that we're going to need. Okay, so now now that I've talked about how repetition directly connects you to this force of will that makes things have a bull's eye to accomplish what you want. I also want to talk about this, and that is that repetition not only connects with an internal force of will, but it also contains within it, depending on how you approach your repetition of what you're going to do, because we're talking about conscious repetition, okay? Stuff that you consciously do. You can embed in your repetition commands, directives, and authority that will directly work on your subconscious. How can I say that with such conviction? When, think about jingles, sayings, and even micro actions. Why is it that you can be a hundred years old and still remember a jingle from when you were a kid? Um, I know people now. <laughs> I was uh, doing a consult uh, with uh, someone who is who's going to be writing, and we were talking a little bit about some grammar stuff. And um, I started uh, singing one of the schoolhouse rock jingles. And I remember those when I was a baby, a little, little kid. And I'm I'm talking about conjunction function. I'm talking about adverbs, lolly, 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 get your adverbs here. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait a minute. And I didn't even have to think about it. Those jingles 
and and those little repetitious simplistic statements stayed with me to help me all these years later. I ain't gonna tell you how many, but trust me, it's a lot of them. All these years later, to recall them for an example on proper grammar in something that we were working on, and we had a good laugh about it. But that that just sold me that you. <laughs> When I'm telling y'all, I'm if you are a Harry Potter lover, I'm telling you, this is about as real as you're going to get to expect those Patronus or whatever you want to do with that wand. You make something uh, full of repetition. And especially if you put it in the realm of it becoming a ritual. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it can become that powerful. So let me let me let me drive this on home with some more things that I just want to talk about real quick. And then we're going to review. And um, I want you to go out there and try it for yourself. Write me. Tell me the wonderful things that start to happen in your life. You're going to be surprised and stoked and all this stuff. And so uh, there is a secret to this that if you don't get this part right, then you'll mess up the whole thing. And it's it's weird because it came from a um a saying um that that uh people didn't realize was being embedded. And this saying, I'm in America, uh, and you might have heard it too, but this saying was from a laundry detergent uh commercial years and years ago. And the saying was rinse and repeat. And then it became a direction on a lot of uh, items that you would read, they would tell you all the stuff you need to do, and then they would say rinse and repeat. And what I found was when I construct my uh, new repetitions, they're kind of like recipes to me, you know, like I said before, alchemy, all of that kind of stuff. What I make sure that I put on there as an internal prompt and reminder to me is rinse and repeat. Now, I was talking with someone who is a therapist uh, like me, and we were talking about some stuff that we had learned years ago uh, to round ourselves out. And I probably need to do a um, podcast on how to have, you know, how to round out your knowledge, you know, so that you can pull from different things. So anyway, we had done this quick little NLP class, and it talked about how to uh, set nesting loops, open them and close them and all this kind of stuff. And what I realized was that rinse and repeat is a loop. It's a nesting loop that you can put in and the brain responds to it so powerfully. Remember when I talked about how repetition within it, you can put commands, directives, and authority that will work on your subconscious? Well, I just gave gave you this. When you set up what you're going to do, write it out. And then you say, or write it out, rinse and repeat. And that is a closing statement that becomes a nested loop within you that you continue to do what you said you were going to do. Now, remember, you want to make this as simple as possible. And if need be, borrow from what this guru told me years ago, that you want to be trilingual. You want to be able to... Um, make it very simple, straightforward, 
and even stupidly easy if you need to, because when he said stupid, he was talking about easy, okay? Don't make it convoluted and don't bog it down with too many steps. Just make sure that you pick the steps of the components, the bare minimum that those that are on that paper and what you're willing to do are doing are the ones that fought and won their right to be in this um, process of what you're going to do. Um, I, I want to give you uh, a few examples. So for instance, um, I've been working with another client on um, working with some core principles that they want to start to deeply ingrain. And so what they did was, is they said, I want, they said, I want five core principles. And they said, I want something that's simple because after I did this kind of teaching with them, I was like, okay. And they don't have a problem with me sharing this because it's, it's not anything, you know, big, but their core principles that they wanted to deeply ingrain in themselves and in their family was this. And that was they wanted to tackle how they lived, how they learned, how they looked at things, how they leaned into or against arguments and, you know, thoughts, whatever it might be, and how they loved. And so those were the five core um, pillars that they established. And I thought it was brilliant. And so with each one of them, they picked um, a trio of actions on. And I'm not going to tell you that part because that is theirs. But it made it so easy because they had five core principles that they wanted to deeply ingrain. They made them all L's so that they could understand them. And then they only did or chose three things that made it where they could easily remember each component. So we call that chunking, but they did that. And I had them make sure that they put that little... um, little thing in there, that little secret, rinse and repeat. And again, I was like, this is just so powerful because what it does is it helps them. And hopefully if you decide to use it, it helps you to learn how to focus on repeating the same core principles that can rule your life. And I'm going to tell you, even if you just decide to borrow this, yeah, I'm going to give it to you. You can borrow it. You know, if you want to set up your core principles with three actions that you're going to do that are that are going to guide how you live, how you learn, how you look um, at things, meaning how you think, how you lean into or against arguments, meaning that that covered their emotions about stuff, and then how you love, oh my gosh, the sky is the limit. I'm telling you, the sky is the limit. Now, if you're listening to this and you take this to heart and you do this stuff, please, 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 please contact me. Let me know if this is how this is working for you because it's not going to be a if. If you if you really take this to heart, it's just going to be a win, and you're going to be blown away by what uh, you get from it. So. Let me go back and I'm going to recap how to put things on repeat. And when I say put it on repeat, whatever it is you're trying to do. The first thing is trilingual. Make it something that's very simple, straightforward, and stupid. (laughs) Meaning easy. Easy to do, easy to grasp, easy to share, easy to repeat. Because that's the whole thing. It's got to be something that you can easily do. 
The next thing is, is to make sure that you understand that you can work in different levels of your repetition. And that is, you can start off with a routine. A routine is something that puts you on a pattern and a rhythm. And and, uh, when you do a pattern and a rhythm, that gets your body involved in it. So almost, it becomes almost a dance. So like if you look at in the mornings, I remember growing up second of six and our routine in the morning, sometimes, sometimes it could be chaotic. But when my mother got us on a routine, it was like watching a symphony at work. Everybody had their time, their set time to be in the bathroom, to do whatever they needed, uh, to go to the kitchen, to get you know, whatever kind of snack they were going to have, uh, when the different age groups had to be out front for um, the buses. And it just moved so, so, so easily, you know. So if you can't do anything else, start off with making a repeatable routine. And then after that, work on turning it into a habit. A habit takes longer. A routine can be temporary and a routine can change. But a habit becomes something that is ingrained in the subconscious and has a trigger. Um, For us, our routine and habit was triggered by my mother waking up and everybody get up. It's time to get up. That was the trigger. Okay. And then really consider using the power of ritual where it has a spiritual significance of great meaning to you, where you take more care and you you look at it with reverence in what you do and you do it to the best of your ability, okay? All right, so now that we have that, I want to make sure that you now understand the powers that be with your repetition and understanding that repetition taps into the forces of will that... Uh, can get something directly into your subconscious to help you where it will change your life. Understanding that you can actually embed commands, directives, and authority to work on your subconscious. Remember jingles and sayings? And then use that secret of rinse and repeat to lock it into your subconscious to tell your subconscious, we're going to keep doing this day in and day out. And then work with if you want to, setting up some core principles that you put on rep- on repeat that can gu- guide your entire life. All right. So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I do want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. I am going to see you tomorrow. Check the show links on ways to support us. And please consider using our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ when you do all of your Amazon shopping. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.